Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live here at Apex Tasting Room in Woodenville. I'm your host, LB Duchess, with co-host Jason Rendon. And guest host today, we have our Sonaria. Yes. Is in here. Sonara. Sonaria. Why do I always call her? Okay, just yeah. a little stress right here. <laughs> we had oh, technical, there. yeah, technical difficulties all the way up until like 25 seconds before, I so I, I fall into old habits. Um, we also have our guest chef, Kristen of Mesa de Vida, in today. Hi there. Hello. She's beautiful. And we're also going to be inter interviewing um, musician George. George. He's a Seattle area singer, writer, and motivational speaker. So please feel free to give us a call at. 323-843-6090 if you'd like to participate during the show. If you have any questions, any... Yeah, come out in the wind. You know, the sun is so beautiful out here. The sun is out. You know, the traffic's not too bad, so come on over. Loving so, it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you we know, ready? Where are we at? Where are we at today? <laughs> I know. It's like we're getting together. So where are we at today? We are here in Woodinville in the heart of wine tasting country yes. at Apex, which happens to be one of um, our original sponsor mm-hmm. locations. We've done several shows here. Uh, it's one of our favorite tasting rooms. They have these fabulous windows that let all the beautiful sun Definitely. in. And if there's even a hint of sun, you're going to get to soak well, it all up and enjoying your wine. It is fabulous. You know what's so special about this show today is that following up on, I don't know if anybody got out there, we had uh, Passport to Woodenville. Yes. Then Woodenville Wine Country, Apex was one of them. And that one of the topics we're going to talk about is good eating here that she'll talk a little bit later. But it's so beautiful today. It's It's pretty neat. It is. You know, it's, it's a that's one nice thing about living in Washington, right? You're like, oh, it's gloomy, it's gray, and it's like, oh, look at this beautiful weather. Look at the valley. You can see the valley. So if you guys are stuck at home on the internet listening, gotta come on down. Most definitely. And if you've never visited Woodenville, uh, you definitely want to put on your list of things to do because there are literally dozens and dozens and dozens of winery tasting rooms. There's three major areas in which there's tasting rooms. You have um, the strip up here, then down by Chateau Saint Michel. We're up by Purple Cafe. Uh, you can go over to the warehouse district, and then you have another whole warehouse district on the other side. So it, I think it would probably take you a good week to get through most of the tasting rooms in the area. <laughs> I don't think I've even hit them all yet. <laughs> all right. So it looks like we're going to be starting off our show, right? Of course, being at a, a tasting room means we're starting off with an on-air wine tasting, which we absolutely love. Um, Apex, like I said, has been one of our sponsors several times before. They are also going to be launching, which we're really excited to talk about. They are part of the Precept brand. And every month, Precept is going to be bringing in different wines uh, to showcase from all of their other wineries that they have under their banner. I can't remember if it's 20 or 30 different. I think it's maybe 33 or 34 different labels. Like 30 at least. Yeah, that they're going to be bringing in. So besides the your Apex Alder Ridge wines, you're going to have a barrage of some of the other ones. So every month is going to be a little bit different experience. So it should be a whole lot of fun. A lot of fun. I yes. believe they're starting that next week. Yes. So, all right. Mr. Jason. Yes. What are we starting off with? I don't know. What do you want to start with? We have a beautiful Apex Chardonnay and we have a Penin... Pen- I know, the pendendrium is yes. almost like a conundrum to try to say. <laughs> so we're going to start with the Chardonnay here. When I pour this out, um, it's a beautiful wine. you want to give us a little uh, hint on it real quick? Of course. It's um, Apex is one of Washington's most respected wineries. Its three brands specific to it are Apex, Apex II, and Bridgman. Over the spectrum from reserved caliber vineyard-designated wines to wine that can be enjoyed every day. Their price points um, on all of their wines are very affordable. They pretty much 
you know, would suit any palette. When you walk in here, you're going to have, um, you're going to find something for somebody. If you're polar opposites, if you like reds, if you like whites, they do three different sparkling wines, uh, a Brut, they do a Syrah, and I can't remember what the third one, I think the third one changes every year. I think it does change every year. What so, do they, you know, what do they do on Sundays here that's really fabulous? Sun, well, Saturdays and Sundays, they start off with mimosas. So first thing in the morning, they open the doors and there's mimosas. It is such a fun way to come in uh, for uh, wine tasting and start off. The best way to start a day. I think Definitely. so. Especially on the weekends, you know, it's like, oh, we're going to do some wine tasting and then you that fresh orange juice with their brute. It's just, it's delicious. Now I love this wine. It's got a nice uh, light straw color, kind of a you know golden color to it. Nice little uh, beautiful you know hints of uh, cantaloupe, maybe a little apricot. Mm-hmm. Have you tasted it yet? I have not. Um, it says for their tasting notes that it has the aromas of golden apples, dried pineapple, vanilla flower, um, toast, and mineral mingle in the background. Yes, very nice, very smooth. It smells really wonderful, and it's so perfect for this weather. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like we were talking with George here um, when we were first getting started about how untypical Washington Chardonnays are. Yes. Much to our, our, our very much happiness, because I don't know about you guys, I am not a buttery oaky. And I, I mean, if you've listened to all my shows, you've probably heard me say this over a dozen times. The traditional thought process behind the Chardonnay, when it was very locked into a, a specific thought process, has Washington has just kind of blown that right out of the water with uh, the different ways that they're making the wine and, and handling the grapes. You've got beautiful, beautiful Chardonnays out there that I think are a little bit more approachable to more than just a single type of palate. Yeah, so definitely different wine styles that they make. Yeah. You know, one of the things that's great about the Chardonnays at Apex is the fact that they have two of them. They have this one, which is a little more oaky than the other one. The other one's a little mm-hmm. more fruit uh, forward. It's interesting when you have one that's that's been aged in oak like this to still have apple be one of those early flavors that you that you get to have something that's that uh, oh, definitely. forward. But I actually do. I like this. I don't. Like you, I don't typically like the ones that have a lot of oak in them. And you yeah. get that butterscotch, buttery flavor. Yeah. This one has a nice fruity flavor, and the other one that they have that's uh, is even fruitier than this one. Yes, most definitely. Yeah, that's a nice thing about you know Washington wines. As you you know, being in the culinary world since I was fourteen, you know, you taste you know what kind of wine you have. Well, we have a red nineteen fifty four and a white nineteen fifty four. We did have a rosé, but it's in the salad. Now you've got so many different variations. Name that movie, guys. And, uh, <laughs> um, and no, you, me, you can't know it. So no, you know. She she, uh, it. Oh, she's got her conflict T-shirt on. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I've got mine. And she, well, when we did Passport, and I'm going to joke here for a second. One of the fun things about Woodenville is when you go wine tasting, each one of the different tasting rooms has this fabulous character and flavor to them. Uh, Washington wineries, they are very passionate about what they do. Yeah, some of them are in it to make money. I think most of them are in it to make money eventually, but they really do make the wines, create them from their hearts. Uh, A lot of labor, a lot of love that goes into them. And we went, when we went Passport, we were going around looking for specific types of fun wine shirts. And so Valari's got her shirt on, which is Conflict, which is one of my favorites. And then I have my my sparkly zero to naked Mm, 1.5 bottle. (laughs) Not exactly appropriate for every particular scenario, but I thought for today it was rather appropriate. I don't know if it's kind of cool. It's like at least 1.5 and not like 750 milliliter. You know, it's kind of like, you know, it takes two bottles. Well, for some girls it's like two bottles. 
you're out. Yes. Well, yeah. and I think if you were drinking, it'd be really hard to say 750 milliliters. I think 1.5 comes out a little <laughs> <Yeah>. bit faster. <laughs> hey, I want to say that today's show is brought to you by Apex Elder Ridge Taste Room and, of course, Cascade Ice, which is uh, only two calories. Today we'll we're going to be chatting on socially savvy food tips in this beautiful weather. And when making food for events, you know, one of the things that we always talk about when we come together is events, you know, the wine that we enjoy, the people that we have, and everything else. So we're fabulous, and we're very happy to introduce uh, Chef Kirsten uh, of uh, Mesa de Vida. So tell us uh, a little bit about what you do and uh, what you brought for us today. Sure. Well, uh, Mesa de Vida means table of life, so my whole approach to food and cooking and uh, when I get to do private party catering, is to bring life to your table. I uh, personally, uh, I started off as a regular personal chef and cooking all these kind of fabulous, nice. heavy uh, comfort foods. And I lost 100 pounds after I studied nutrition and kind of took that approach and learned how to eat correct. Um, but I still love food, and I just think food is such a Don't gift, and it's gorgeous. And Yes, exactly, and uh, it should give life. And um, it should be bright and beautiful, and summer entertaining is easy because you just go get inspired. Uh, mm-hmm. You can do your own farm-to-table dinners. And um, so as a personal chef, I cook for private clients, but I also uh, share tips and help people get healthy along the way as well. So today I brought some things. One was LB's favorite, carpaccio. I know. I'm so excited to try this. And I can't try it till later. I have to wait. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to actually do the on-air tasting later yeah. on in the show. Right, but right. it's like I'm looking at it going, oh, Yeah, It looks delicious. on the wine tasting to, com- to uh, pair with it. So. Ah, no worries. Oh, well. So yeah. uh, do you do like gluten-free, low-glycemic dinner menus in your I do. That's my main business is the uh, menus by Mesa de Vida. I help busy families put good dinner on the table and save mom and dad time with planning their meals and shopping. And I take do all the work for them, but still have them do amazing meals that bring everybody to the table. So we have to ask, what's one of your favorite tips to how you could lose over 100 pounds? What would Switch you say? To cut out processed foods. That's pretty much what I did. Yeah. And then change your mindset from trying to get skinny to being healthy for life. Mm-hmm. And being good about it, right? Exactly. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think, I know, because I came from being raised in a Greek family, mm. and we didn't eat to live. We lived to eat. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and as an adult, trying to just realize I can still enjoy all those flavors, but it can take smaller you know, smaller bites and in, and actually enjoy the flavor in my mouth instead of scarfing it like a little puppy dog. Exactly. <laughs> um, up. Mm-hmm. I think it is. It's, I think you're right. It's a lot of just educating yourself and, and getting gaining some awareness of, you know, I went, as I was going through the process myself, and I was concentrating on what I was eating, I was realizing that after five or six bites, I was getting bored with the flavor, and I wasn't even thinking about eating what I was eating anymore, just doing it out of habit. Mm -hmm. Well, Well, I think as the French would say, that after two bites, everything just kind of tastes the same. I think that's why they are so thin, is because they don't overeat. They only have a couple bites. And the thing is, like, we go to restaurants in the States, and the portions are so large. Really? Yeah. It's sort of ridiculous. And for me, one of the things that really helps Change my mindset was really just starting to make a label. Yeah. When I started to realize the amount of fat or processed food. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, I totally agree. We we put too many things in our food that we don't need, but it's because we've become an instant gratification nation. And I can talk from experience. I've got a full-time job. I do this. I have a family. And uh, my husband has started popping in and doing more of the cooking. And my youngest son wants to be a chef, so he's experimenting and playing with it. Mm -hmm. But if it was left up to me, I mean, my poor family would be eating out of a box in the can all the time. It's hard sometimes. It, it, It really is to take that time. And so we've tried to... You know, different things. We have like three little mini crock pots that are typically used for entertaining that we now will use for um, putting together meals if we're going to be on the go and stuff. Just trying to be really creative with getting some of those fresher foods. Um, My husband is really, really good about pushing on me. Did you get some vegetables? We need to get some different vegetables. And he'll go to the store and the bill will be double because he's picked out all the really fresh stuff. Yes, yes, (laughs) it can be. But if you plan, that's that's the key, planning, absolutely. Right. No, that's the thing that we're facing now is like we do a lot of our dinners on Sunday for the week because we have the show, you know, and trying to prepare for our daughters. Like, hey, you know, here's something that you can reheat. You know, we're not making it fresh, but like we, one of our things that we're trying to do right now is fresh pizza. You know, we've got a good sauce. Now we're working on the crust. That's the one so far one of the hardest things to find is like. We don't want to do big, thick ones like a mm-hmm. bread, but we're just trying to find that thin one. Yes. Yeah, we're pretty close, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. So <laughs> now when you go in and you're helping people, so, you, so actually first tell us about when you go in and you go to do an event. Sure. Uh, well, I custom designed the menu and the recipes for each client. So I just do small private parties. I used to do parties up to 200 and... It wasn't enjoyable at that point. It's just putting out mass quantities. A lot of sweat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Not a lot of fun. And uh, that's, I'll leave that up to the big caterers. So, um, personal chef hiring somebody like me, it's a little bit more personal. You are uh, looking for somebody to come in. You're present in the kitchen. Your, your guests feel very spoiled that you're having somebody come in and prepare this, especially for them. And I work with the client to figure out exactly which menu. I, I do a comprehensive consultation and design it exactly what they want. I love that. It's mm-hmm. nice. So then on the flip side, I know this that um, you are working with some of our friends on Facebook and tailoring menus for them. Um, Tracy Klinkroth, one of our co-hosts for the show, mm-hmm. you actually got together with her, and that's another aspect of what you do um, with your chefing. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Oh, well, I have a plan. It's a five-day plan. It's called Kick, Kick, Start, or Kick Your Cravings and Healthify Your Body, because that's my whole thing. I healthify recipes. And what it does is if you're used to processed foods and eating tons of food and uh, uh, you just you really want to get over your cravings. It, it's five days. You do about an hour of prep, which I went in with Tracy, and I cooked for her. Uh-huh. I'm available in the local area for that. Nice. Um, but other than that, I have a video that shows how people how to walk through it. So you take an hour, and you prepare all of your food for the five days. It's all beautiful, fresh, natural food, no crazy pills or shakes you have to do, and you're eating real food. It's amazing what you do if you think a little bit ahead. I know we're guilty of, like, Sunday, uh, we don't want to go out. We're going to watch your TV shows. And here comes a Monday. And we're like, well, God, what, what the hell are we going to make? You know, okay, we'll mm. get teriyaki. That's healthy, right? You yeah. know. Um, just speaking of healthy, I uh, want to stop here and say we want to thank our sponsor, Pop Chips. Um, think Pop, never fried, never baked. Pop Chips. Today we're celebrating uh, Parmesan garlic, a potato, and jalapeno potato. Very good. They are very, very good. They are. Have you had them? I have. I love them. They're really great. That's one of their newest flavors. They launched four new flavors here uh, a couple, well, maybe three or four months ago now, and we were very privileged to get them early on, so our listeners have been uh, dabbling on all the best ones. (laughs) They are good. You know, that's one nice thing that they're actually in the grocery stores now, Mm -hmm. so... 
and uh, also Cascade Ice. Uh, clean, crisp, delicious. Experience guilt-free taste. Sodium-free, caffeine-free, gluten-free. I didn't know they had gluten in there. Mm-hmm. Cascade Ice. like fat-free, right? It is. It I is. Know. They're available in three categories, zero-calorie sparkling waters, zero-calorie organic sparkling waters, mm-hmm. and sparkling cocktail mixers for a total of 31 great flavors and varieties. Pick they, yours up at your local grocery they store. They are available there. They are very fun. Well, now we are going to introduce George Santino. He is a local musician as well as um, entrepreneur, and I understand you've done some motivational speaking as well. Um, I'm, From what I understand, you're recently back in the area. Is that correct, or have you just been back and forth, and I'm just seeing other things going on? <laughs> I don't know, I've been here for 16, 17 years. Okay. I used I started at Microsoft down on in PowerPoint down in San Jose, and then after about four and a half years down there, moved up here to corporate headquarters and was with uh, Microsoft up here the rest of the time, and just retired after 20 years at Microsoft oh, okay. That's at the end of uh, December. Awesome. So you just fired the fired really getting into the music side of things like full force without anything else going on. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, anybody who's worked at, at Microsoft can tell you, like Jason here. Yeah. The fact is that that is a job that takes all your energy, all your brain power. Yeah. And you know, at the, at the end of the day, when you go home, the last thing you want to do is take piano lessons or you know, <laughs> go to a vocal coach. I mean, you want to have a nice dinner and then get back on email to, to to do some more work. And so I had this long list of life goals that I had just put off until someday. And I realized I was getting older and someday was getting here uh, pretty fast that uh, I would go ahead and retire and start taking piano lessons, start taking Italian lessons, hire a hire a vocal coach and uh nice. and uh, you know, start doing uh, start doing some singing. Yeah, it's one thing Seattle is very small town. We want the same halls, know the same people, so it's really I kinda love cool. that. Well, in, in the Washington area, it's always been well-known for their local talent and mm-hmm. just ability to to step out and be able to try your feet in that, in this area. It's, it's not as hard as it, a lot of people no, think it is. There's a lot of support here. Yeah, they know. welcome you, and, and there's lots of places who just love to have new talent. And we were really excited when Blue Shoes Media came to us and said, hey, we've got this new guy. And we're like, yes, let's have him on the show. This should be fun. Well, it was so funny because I used to sing when I was young, when I was 18 years old we lived in florida and you know i interviewed you know I, I did auditions at disney world and you know bush gardens and all these places wow. and you'd get a job from time to time singing but there was a lot of time between jobs singing and i realized that i actually liked eating too and <laughs> i needed to actually get a job where i get paid every week and i said you know someday i'll get back to the uh to the singing and uh, you know it took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take to uh, to get back to it but when I first you talk about everybody knows everybody you know I had we were going to art shows up in Anacortes and there was a guy who plays piano and sells his CDs and I said someday I'll go up to him and say you don't have any vocals on that CD you know how about if I sing the vocals and we make a CD and we'll and we'll sell it and then a friend at work uh, said why would you do that I know this other guy Eric Benedict who's right over there who has a With an H Media production company, he can make you a real uh, CD. And I said, well, I just kind of want a CD to give my mom. She used to like <laughs> right. singing at Christmas time. She liked to hear me sing. So I just want to make a CD for her. And I, no big deal. I don't, I don't make a living at it. You know, don't need to after 20 years at Microsoft. Thank you very much. But I said, you know, let's, you know, let's do it. 
So I go there and I say, I just want to make a CD. You can play the piano. I'll sing the songs. And mm -hmm. he said, well, that's great, but don't you think a guitar would be good here? And I said, oh, of course. Yeah. And how about a flute? And what about a You were set up. <laughs> uh, and we just kept adding and adding and adding and adding. And we came up with this, this sound that, you know, I actually even thought sounded pretty good. And, and then he said, well, if you're going to, if you made it, why not actually release it? And I yeah. said, who's going to buy live. this yeah. thing? So I said, well, I don't know anything about that. And so a friend of mine told me about Amalia. And so I called her and said, you I know, can you, can you help me with this? And we said, sure, this is the plan. Let's go ahead and release it. And we released the song That's Life about two weeks ago. And it was on Amazon.com. And it was number one wow. in the top hot sellers Congrats. list ahead of wow. Michael Blue Blake. That's and wonderful. I thought, oh, my goodness, that maybe I will sell one or two of these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. So tell us a little bit about the, the type, because we were playing your CD here before we started the show, and it's when I saw the kind of music, it's like it's the stuff that I love, that I grew up with, and, you know, like what pretty women um, want, those movies and stuff. I, I'll just sit there and replay it, replay it. So yeah. tell us a little bit about the kinds of the styles of music you like to sing. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm a crooner. So, you know, I sing Sinatra, Dean Martin, Vic Damone, you know, Tony Bennett, you know, Jerry Vale, those those kind of like the guys. cartoons were like the guys singing on the stage and all the, ch the chickens, you know, they're like, ah. <laughs> Bing Crosby. <yeah. laughs> There's a cartoon with Bing Crosby and Frank yep. Sinatra yep. where they're, they're chickens. <laughs> right? Yep. And they, they, or they're roosters and the chickens roosters, are, right, the chickens right, right, are right. Uh, falling over. But, you know, that was music. My father actually, you know, did a little uh, singing when he was younger. And always had a dream to get to New York and sing with Sinatra and Dean Martin and those guys, and it never, uh, it never happened. But that's the music I grew up with. And as a little kid, I would sing, and my father would everywhere we'd go, my father would say, "Sing," because you never know who's there who might discover you. So we'd go to we'd go to the to, to the to grocery store, and if there was somebody with a piano there, he'd say, "Sing with them." Or we'd go to you know some kind of a show, and he'd say, "Go up there and ask them, can you sing?" Because somebody might discover you. And of course. No one ever discovered me. Right. And so now, you know, when I when I got to this point, I thought, I'll go out there and do this, but what do I got to do to be discovered? And I thought, well, what does that mean? You know, you get discovered by some guy that'll find you a producer and pay for you to make a record, find you a PR company to help you in that way. And I go, wait a second, I can discover myself. <laughs> I don't need anybody to do that yep. for me. I can do that stuff. So finally, I was discovered, but I was discovered by me. <laughs> well, I think that I, I like the approach that your parents took, you know, go up there and do that because I think a lot of uh, people, they are so concerned with what everybody else might think that they won't take that little bit of risk. And, and if nothing else, you got the confidence to just go out there and do it at, at any point in your life. It's not like you're, you're like, I, you know, I've had people look at me funny in front of a grocery store. I didn't care. I, you know, live in my life. I was never, unless they discovered me, I was never going to see them again anyway. So yeah, yeah, right. There you go. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can, you know, just, you know, you, you don't know unless you ask. Unless yeah, you and you don't know if, yeah, exactly, unless you try. So what kinds of venues and what kinds of things are, are you looking to um, accomplish or where would you like to see yourself singing and, and kind of thing would you like to do? Well, I think being a headliner in Vegas would be very, very nice. That would but, be very uh, fun. Oh, yeah. If that doesn't work, then, you know, singing, you know, in somebody's front yard at a bar mitzvah or a birthday party that would, works be just, too. would be just fine. Yeah. You know, the, the thing is, I enjoy doing it, and I, I retired. I retired from Microsoft, and 
I'm supposed to be retired, and my wife tells me between making a CD, writing a book, producing a music video, and doing stuff like this, I don't think you really retire. And I go, oh, well, sure. Retirement means just you're, you're not making money, and I'm going to get paid right. for any of this, so I'm retired. And you get to control your time. So. <laughs> and I get to control your time. So for me, it really is about having fun. And if somebody says, hey, we got a party, we'd love to get that Sinatra sound, I'll go sing there. And they say, well, how much do you charge? I don't know. I just want to sing. <laughs> it's about singing and having fun. That's awesome. Great. I love it. Well, thank you for being a part of the show. And um, afterwards, we'll, as we typically do, from about 7 to 8, 8.30, we're going to be wine tasting and listening to your fabulous tone. No, I, yep. I appreciate that. And I, I would get in trouble with Amalia if I didn't say that there is a website, georgeasantino.com. You know, they created it. You know, I, I blog there, and you know, we have pictures nice. there and CD stuff there. And that's just, that's been fun, too. She she got a guy to write it, but I've been a, a software tester at Microsoft for 20 years. He did not expect me. <laughs> <laughs> when I started to talk about PLT and SEO, yes. I don't know how happy he was, but in the end, he did a great, great job. So thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You bet. And we'll um, have Amalia post your link and everything on the Socially Savvy page as well as um, LB Duchess. So anybody who's curious can um, hit the hyperlink and listen away. Yep. Okay. So, you know what? We'll go back to Kurt Chef. We are going to go back to Chef Christian. You know she brought us? She brought us recipes. I know, I she brought it. us food. Food. She brought recipes. us food and recipes. <laughs> so will you share with us your recipes, please? Yes, we're going to pass your food around while you share the recipes because you made us a full menu for today, which I, I loved. And we, when we sat down and talked about doing this, I wanted to find um, some menu items that uh, were focused around being able to eat healthy with, with wine and going into the summer months. And I love what you came up with. Thank you. Yes, so uh, anybody who wants the menu, I have Mesa DeVita's Healthy Summer Entertaining Menu. And if you want to email me, mesadevita at live.com, I will send it to you. Uh, But I created a menu that was fresh, healthy, and uh, even if you aren't looking for healthy meals, it still hits the spot and is just delicious. So I came up with a few appetizers, and they would be, again, really easy. So Beef carpaccio in honor of LB. So yes, please pass that over here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's tenderloin, of course. Yes, we're allowed to taste. We are allowed Absolutely. to taste. I'm so excited. So tell me, I'm, there's a salad on top of my carpaccio. Yes. <laughs> I could put it under or on, but uh, it, it, for this display here, we had to throw it on top. But it's, uh, it's just simply dressed vinaigrette on top of rare or actually completely raw uh, tenderloin. So by the top quality, uh, keep it on ice. And I do sear the outside of mine for additional flavor. I season it really well with some kosher salt and pepper and give it a quick sear just to develop the flavor. But then you have the uh, really simple vinaigrette on top with the watercress or arugula, whatever whatever you have on hand. And so actually, Sean here at Apex created a a pairing for us. He that. did. We loved and it. I went backwards on it. We went backwards on it. We drank the other one. Yeah. <laughs> I went backwards on that. Not pop shit. Well, this is going to be really funny. I'm going to stick this whole thing in my Go mouth. And it. there's a camera and a video. It's going to be less than pretty. <laughs> but does cooking healthy have to be difficult? No, it does not. That's my whole passion, showing people how it can be delicious, quick, easy, and inspired. I say I like to make rock stars in the kitchen, people who think they can't cook. We have some napkins in here for those that want to to try it. Oh, that is awesome. Oh, my gosh, that is fresh and light flavored. Oh, my gosh. What do you recommend for the the beef tenderloin? For those that are out there who are a little nervous, you know, it's beef carpaccio, it's Mm -hmm. a little raw. 
So you can Are you kidding? It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So what if do you, you don't recommend like beef, people don't eat it. get your beef carpaccio? What do you look for? So, I mean, some of the other menu items, they're, they're a little more tamer. People, you know, yeah. you're, you have a, uh, a uh, summer uh, peach and cucumber, sal- uh, cucumber salsa, but beef carpaccio, you know, what do you recommend that you're, you're at the store, you're about ready, but you're, I'm going to try it? Yes. What should they look for? Go to an amazing butcher. I mm-hmm. was telling uh, uh, LB about Bill the Butcher. They're fantastic. Oh, excellent. I'm going to go check them. them out. I'm so excited. Yeah. We've oh. heard about them forever, and we just need to go. It's also one window, not Bill the Butcher, but you, organic. Yeah. I drove yeah. by that one today. Mm-hmm. They're just fantastic. And, you know, they get their beef in morning, every morning. So you go there and get what you need, and you keep it on ice until you mm-hmm. serve it. And... Um, I have seen people, if you are squeamish about eating rare beef or it's not your cup of tea, you can use roast beef, too. I've seen mm-hmm. people do it like that. But, you know, the traditionals with rare uh, uncooked beef. But uh, it, there's a little bit of lemon on there. So, you know, it's a bright flavor. Yeah. And um, so he actually, Sean says he thinks that would go perfectly with this one is the Pinot Gris. Yep. It's the uh, Pendulum Pinot Gris. So we'll have to try that with that, too. And then Yeah, I'm the excited. We're going to be trying that one later on air. Yeah. And then the other ones that I chose are just, I mean, what you're inspired by in summer, peaches. No peaches yet, so we had to use some fresh pineapple with the with the salsa here. Oh, I'm so disappointed. I, I love <laughs> pineapple. Oh, good. And it's, it's just, bright. you know, put some things together that you normally wouldn't oh, do. Wow. Some pineapple with some cucumber, a little red onion, and a very simple vinaigrette. Again, just easy. It's yummy, and I'm sitting here being so bad. I'm so Latino. I'm like finger food. <laughs> <laughs> We're all family when you're eating. That's yes, what I definitely. love about it. And uh, so then for the rest of the menu, I have a salsa cruda, which is another raw sauce. Uh, raw salsa you can have as a salad or you can have it uh, with some whole grain chips or crackers. And then for the main course, seared wild salmon over succotash. Mm. Go to the farmer's market. Wow. Get the most beautiful, gorgeous Fruits and vegetables you can you can find. Farmers markets are fresh are starting out this year. Uh, last broadcast we had a uh, listing of all the farmers markets that are out. Okay. Oh, so, and WashingtonFarmersMarket.com you can get your latest li- uh, listings of what's out there and, mm-hmm. and different depending on the uh, what's uh, uh, vendors that are there will determine what kind of produce that you get. Yes, so, exactly. It's very fun. Yes. The question, Kristen, Please. I think one of the biggest complaints that I've heard from people, especially for myself in trying to be healthy, is that most of these organic foods are so expensive. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips for that? Because that's, I think, is a huge deterrent for people who want to be healthy, but just, you know, they just can't afford it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Tom Colicchio, actually, he says, you know, you uh, a farmer's market peach costs more than a hamburger. And it, mm-hmm. it's, it's true. It's ridiculous. It, it needs to change. Um Starting at the top, but we can start at the bottom by promoting, buying more things, you know. If, if you have a bit of an extra budget in it, go ahead and buy the better. Um, go to the farmers that can't afford the stamp for organic, but they grow organically. Naturally. Yeah, How exactly. do we find those? wasn't even aware of it. Go to the <laughs> farmer's market. And uh, I personally go to the uh, Sammamish Farmer's Market. I do demos there uh, once a month, and I help promote their farmers. They're fantastic. So just go and get to know the farmers if you can and just ask around. When you go to the, the natural products, too, it's like, you know, be sure to, when you buy your product, that you use all of it. You know, yeah. when you buy that peach, you know, you'll find that you'll eat more of it versus... Oh, I'm just going to get this, you know, vine ripened tomato, and then when you taste it, you're like, eh. mm-hmm. whereas a natural tomato, the taste is different. You'll find yourself, I'm going to eat all of it, let, not letting it go to waste. Yes. You know, there is a difference between natural uh, 
eggs than produce eggs. Oh, it's, huge difference. You know, the color, the flavor, yep. and people are like, oh, I don't know, it's different. Then when they taste it, they go, oh, wow, I never knew. Oh, I was yeah. a, I was an egg girl right out of the grocery store, and then my youngest son got chicken. And when I say my youngest son, because I am not chicken lady, um, and he took care of all the chickens and everything, and we started having fresh eggs, and uh, we had uh, animals get into, I can't remember, we're, we're trying to figure out what happened, but we only have one chicken left, and so we've had to supplement with the grocery store eggs, and I'm like, I don't like those. Those no. taste yucky. Okay. Um, and the same thing with uh, the fresh vegetables and fruits. We did a garden for a while, and it's not until you've had those fresh, you know, yes. out of from the the farmers and stuff or out of your own garden that you can taste such a a distinct difference mm-hmm. in the flavors. You you're like, "Oh, that actually has a flavor." Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, go get inspired and, you know, you, you don't need a ton of fruits and vegetables to get you through a week. So if you plan, that's what my menus, they're usually between 50 and $75 worth of groceries for a week's worth of food for your family. Um add in some breakfast items and some snacks and uh, healthy lunches and you're good to go. Yeah. Yep. It doesn't have to be expensive. Okay. So we're looking at your main course here. Wild, seared wild salmon over succotash. Succotash. That's another one. Zucchini fresh from the garden. Corn fresh from the garden. Uh, Just, it's gorgeous. And simply, simply prepared. Actually, every single one of these items are extremely simply prepared. Um, The salmon, I'd say it's more in the technique of cooking it. Sear it super hot, take it off before it's completely cooked, and let it rest. And it'll be tender and perfect on the inside. And give it a little squeeze of fresh lemon, and it's amazing. So when you're cooking your your seafoods, how do you usually um, ensure that that happens? I know, like with us, we'll put it in a broiling pan and put um, aluminum over the top, but Mm -hmm. do you have any other suggestions? That's pretty much what I do, yeah. Uh, Or I'll make a big foil tent. Oh, okay. I don't dirty another plate. <laughs> and, uh, oh, so if you're barbecuing somewhere yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, really what a super crazy hot. And uh, sear it in to where it's super caramelized. Take it off and wrap it up and let it sit. And it, it just bakes in the residual heat. And it's perfect. So one of the things I want to ask you, you know, is, you know, we get very busy. We went to the store. We just bought that fish. Um, you got back from the store and you're just not really going to get ready to cook it today or tonight. What do you recommend to our listeners out there what you should do if you just brought some seafood in that, you know, okay, you were going to cook it tonight, but not, you're not going to get to tomorrow. What do you what do you recommend to, to do to keep it lasting fresh? You know, we all want to be safe and, you know, feel good and have good quality product. What, what's your recommendation? Yeah, if you bought it that day and you're going to use it the next day, just wrap it really well and refrigerate it immediately, of course. Hopefully you're buying it not too far from your home, and if you are, you right. have it on ice on the way home. Um, but, yeah, use it as soon as possible. I, when I plan my menus, if it's seafood, it's one of the first meals we eat nice. right after buying. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes. Okay, so uh, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you and um, have you come in and, and help them out, where what's the best places to find you? Uh, I have a website, and it's mesadevida.com, M-E-S-A-D-E-V-I-D-A. And that has uh, information on how to contact me to be a personal chef for you or... Lots and lots of free healthy recipes to inspire you. And She's going to reel us inspire. in just with the free recipes. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what is going on this week? You know, sometimes you're tired. You know, it's like, oh, what am I going to make? Yes. You know, I'm a chef by trade, and sometimes I just kind of go. You get into a routine. <sighs> yeah. I mean, nachos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Spoil yourself every once in a while with mm-hmm. a personal chef. <laughs> That's a great idea. It's really not that bad if you're eating out. I have families that eat out. Oh, several meals a month, and they end up saving money by hiring a personal chef because you're eating out. But this is homemade. It is awesome. So I know that um, Apex um, paired the Chardonnay. 
mm-hmm. with one of your items. And I don't think we yes. mentioned that one. We haven't, not yet. We talked about it. The Chardonnay was paired actually with the wild salmon. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, definitely. So that'll be delicious, and I'm going to try it next time I make it. <laughs> yeah, we brought the uh, just the salsa and the carpaccio here to try. So It's very good. Yeah, it's thank very you. Good. Can't wait to dive into it again. <laughs> I'm so bad. Well, thank you for being a part of it, and we thank hope that you'll stay and enjoy wine with us. Absolutely. And, you know, and, twist my arm. <laughs> thank you. We're going to go into our topics here in just a second on socially savvy food tips when you're preparing food for different events. But first, Seattle Wine Exchange, personalize your wine service, a local independently owned company providing personalized service to the wine enthusiast. They specialize in creating unique wine events, providing personal wine consultations, and offering retail sales of superior um, quality wine, beer, and sake. Check them out at seattlewineexchange.com and at their blog at blog.seattlewineexchange.com. Thank you. Thank you, one of uh, Let's see here. Are we ready to go into our next wine? Yes, let's do the wine. Do that, let's do, do the wine. Let me, while everybody's fishing up here, hey, I'll be, what's some uh, socially savvy food tips you can kind of let us go as we get ready to go into the next section here? That sounds fab. Okay, so you're getting ready to go to an event. You've been invited to a barbecue, or maybe it's a productive dinner, or um, a bunch of your friends just called and said, "Let's get together." What are you going to do? You know, what are you going to bring? How do you how do you approach it? I think sometimes we get so busy in our everyday life that we'll just grab something and go. Uh, and one of the things I want to caution is be aware of when you're bringing food to an event. What kind of what's going on? Because you want to be an accent to that. You don't want to stand out. You don't want to. Uh, have something that actually clashes with what's going on. And far too many times I see people, they're in this big, huge rush, and they say they're going to bring X, Y, and Z, and they show up, oh, well, I had to work late, and they they come with a bag of potato chips or something. Or they bring the wrong kind of stuff. Or they bring the wrong kind of stuff. So you, today we're going to chat a little bit about um, some just some cool little tips to k- take into consideration when you're going to these events. Um, when deciding what to bring, think about the function. Um what kind of seating is there going to be? Is it themed, casual, or formal? These are all things that help you decide um, what kind of food you should bring. Uh, for instance, there if you're going to an event where you know there's not going to be a lot of seating, I highly suggest think of something that's a finger food. Think of something that's going to be very easy that they can grab a napkin and enjoy. Uh, there may be tabletop surfaces, but I know a lot of uh, times we'll have People will go over to people's houses and they may have your typical household setting where they may have a few folding chairs out, but a lot of times if you're newer to entertaining, you won't think about having seats. And if you do think about having folding chairs out, maybe there's not enough table space to have plates and and forks and all that kind of stuff. So um, if you know a little bit about the host and and their seating arrangements, try to think along that level uh, what you can do to make it a more easygoing experience. Um, if you're not sure, if you've never been, call them, you know, and, and ask the questions. If the invitation does not specifically say, you know, this is what the, the type of food I want you to bring, you get to choose from beer and salad and whatever, then, um, and it's a little bit more open-ended, you know, pick up that phone, give them a call, find out, you know, cool. kind of what were you thinking. Uh, if they don't have a theme, ask them, well, what is it you're preparing? Take that time to, to be a part of the event. On that, on that note, don't feel pressured that you have to unless the event says you do. One of the things, one of my pet peeves is that people who come in the party and they say, hey, you know, bring whatever, and then they go to the grocery store and they bring, like, you know, packaged, you know, meat. I love, thank you for bringing it. It's okay. 
You don't have to bring yeah. bring some chips. Give me a call. It says, hey, what are you what are you missing? Oh, I could use more ice. Exactly. You know. I always bring wine. Just so do I. I know somebody will drink it. So for me, if I don't know, I bring wine. I do too. I I bring wine and then I bring some type of food. Um, one of the things I'm notorious for is I have a, a family recipe. It's a garlic dip, and, and I'm going to bring this up because this is one of those things that you do. Garlic it's a perfect dip. example of you need to be aware. Um, my garlic dip it would be considered medicinal strength. Oh, <laughs> so it's not always appropriate for every event, even though it, I get the most compliments when I bring it. People love it. If you only have one or two recipes that you're that that's that your prize thing or that you're known for. Still, you know, think about it. If it's a, it's kind of like I would never bring the garlic dip to a dessert party. <laughs> it would kind of kill everyone's taste buds for the rest of the evening. Do you bring mints with that? Oh no. Well, you should. No, <laughs> I never. Well, because mints don't cut the flavor of garlic. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think one of the well I know lemon cuts hot sauce but I've never uh, hot spicy foods but I've never looked I should find that's a good point um, actually the mint and parsley that they put on the side of plates would probably help cut the bite of garlic it help but you just everybody enjoy and the yeah garlic's not a bad thing well, and no I tell break. everybody <laughs> I tell everybody I brought garlic if you want to talk to the person next to you have a bite <laughs> you know what we're talking about is garlic Okay, garlic. When people say, "Oh my God, you can't eat it raw," you can. Oh yes, you can. Did you know the the finer you cut a garlic, the more potent and the hotter, hotter it gets. Oh yeah. You know, people don't realize like that. You know, when you do a nice little slice and you might, you know, fry it in little. Here's something you might want to try at home. Take a little hot pan, slice your garlic just in thin slices. Don't mince it on this. Thin slices on it. Dig a hot pan. Throw in a little olive oil. Fry it up. It turns just lightly brown. Mm. Take it out. Little nice crispy little garlic chips. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Especially the elephant garlic. Mm-hmm. I like the elephant garlic. That's my favorite. Hey, what size for our appetizer should we have? I was thinking about something like big, you know, banana size. Mm. A finger mm-hmm. food usually means that you can pick it up with your fingers and eat it with some kind sure? of dignity. Dignity. <laughs> dignity. Oh. On the front so just, no meatballs, right? No meatballs. Meatballs or? aren't, you know, meatballs are one of those things. Those aren't bad if they you have the little toothpicks. Now this is leading right into the next <laughs> topic here. Make sure to bring serving pieces with your dish. Um, ah, yes, good point. most good point. hosts have serving pieces, but when they have a large gathering, if everyone brings dishes without serving pieces, it can get kind of sticky. Yeah. So if you are bringing something like um, meatballs, a spicy meatball or a barbecue meatball, bring the little toothpicks with it so that people and, and bring enough. Yes. Because there's nothing tackier than watching somebody take their toothpick and stab another one. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll jump in real quick for those that are listening and all that. If you're going to bring food over and you're worried about your dishes, um, any of your grocery stores, your hiring grocery stores have nice plastic. Oh, they're beautiful. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Go buy them. Party stores. Yes, party stores. Get your plastic dishes and leave it. Yeah. Don't stress about, oh, my God, I love my plate. I got my nice silverware. No. Go buy it. Uh, trust me, they're not going to be looking at the silverware. They're going to look at the quality of your food. And if, and if you just want to leave it go, just do it. And you don't have to worry about it because there's too many times if you're like I've seen where they go to a party and like, hey, I've got this plate of capacho. Do you got this little plastic thing? It's like, no, just bring in something that you can leave. Yeah, then it's less stressful. Yes. Okay, let's take a quick break because I'm looking at this one. I want to try right. it now. <laughs> so we've got the Pinot Gris. And this is the one that was paired with the yes. carpaccio. Carpaccio. Uh, Asian pear, vanilla flower, jasmine. 
Yes. Oh, you can. Uh, have a yeah. <laughs> very different than the first one. Very uh, light in color, a little light golden. It's very crisp. Um, I I get a little vanilla flower. I don't know if I get the Asian pear, but uh, I get you know very nice notes on it. What do you think, Chef? I personally am not a white fan, but no? <laughs> this one is delicious. It's very very crisp. And um, I have to say, the first one I definitely love, too. It was really rich. And uh, I'm a big, bold red lover. Absolutely love the reds. Darker, the better, and richer. But this is this is delicious. Very crisp and light. I'm with you. I tend not to be a fan of Pinot Gris, but this kind of has enough flavor that it keeps me entertained. Just because I tend to think that Pinot Gris tends to be kind of lacking in flavor, but this one is really nice. It has more complexities yeah. to it. Mm-hmm. I think that's the important thing to notice when you drink white wine. A lot of people are like, oh, it's just, they all taste the same. It's like, no, not really, you know. That's like saying all Mexicans look alike. I'm sorry, (laughs) we don't. (laughs) We won't put that down. But you can get it here. It's 100% Pinot Gris. Uh, Vineyards, for those that care, is Cannon Reach, Semais, and Jeff Meyer. So come on down to Apex. Pick up your bottle now. Thank you, Apex, for sharing your wonderful wine with us. Yes. Okay, on with our socially savvy food tips. All right, so we covered making sure you bring your own host pieces. Um, hot or cold? If at all possible with hot dishes, make sure you have a way to keep them hot or um, maintain or cook them. Usually, most people's house come with one oven. And That's if true. you have several people coming over, it's really complicated when somebody goes, oh, I just need to pop it in for 15 minutes. Well, you and 25 other people. Yeah. So <laughs> try to bring your own warmers. Uh, I usually will try to... Uh, there's a lot of foods that you can do what's called a partial cook. And like you were saying with yep. the fish, it will continue cooking if you put it in like a uh, heating pan. So you can take it and put it in a cool heating pan, but the metal will conduct and it will continue. Then when you just warm it up 10, 15 minutes, it's good to go for the party. The other nice thing about that is that it's not overcooked either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Doing hot and cold food is kind of hard, especially when you want to make sure about you know safety and sanitation, mm-hmm. you know. Be sure, you know, if you're going to bring something hot, I always recommend give a quick call forward and say, hey, I'm going to bring a hot, I'm going to bring a warmer, I need to plug it in. It's always good to ask. But, uh, and the same thing with cold dishes. Make sure you bring mm-hmm. ice and something that is going to conduct the cold mm-hmm. and um, keep everything, you know, at the temperature that you want so that everybody enjoys the flavor the, the most. It's Definitely. great. I, I was going to say with something like carpaccio, serve it, or if you have a seafood dish, say some raw oysters you want to spoil everybody, you can serve it uh, how I brought this in. It's it's over a big bowl of ice mm-hmm. in the, the get a bowl that the plate just sits right on top of. And it's perfect. Right. It also looks really pretty. Um, I saw somebody, if you want to get a little bit creative with it, uh, there are ice cubes that when they make contact with water, they light up. Oh, nice. nice. And if you mix those in with the ice underneath a glass bowl, it, oh. now you've made an actual presentation versus mm-hmm. just a, a, a way My of keeping the focal. Those, and you can put them in cocktails, <laughs> too. Nice. Yeah, awesome. they're very, very, very fun. fun. There's also the other thing, you know, as a second tip, is about uh, sweet and spicy. Mm. You know, hot, 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 hot. You know, there's a couple of times I've been to a little event and like, oh, that looks so cool. And you put your toothpick in there and you're like, hey, how you doing? And you put it in your mouth. Mm. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> Where's the water? <gasps> You're just dying. Which is fine, you know, with you know, when you know, family members I'm French and Spanish, so I'm used to kinda being surprised by, you know, hot food. But when you go to somebody you're like, Oh, that's not gonna be hot. Oh my god. 
it's hot. Well, there's a couple things to consider. Number one, you don't want your guests, some of your your more sensitive palated guests, go running for the door. Um, number two, it's a little bit of a risk management thing because people have had some pretty severe reactions. You know, not being able to breathe, yeah. or or what Pick I would up. say over overcompensating for the shock of what it is that they're flavored. So, you know, to reduce the risk of the drama queen turning it into a scene, yes. you know, put a little little piece of paper out there that says, you know, this may be, you know, hot and spicy, so, you know, proceed with caution or, you know, something fun to kind of let them know or maybe let the, on the little card say what the, the spicy ingredient is so that there's at least some, they can go into their own knowledge base yes. and go, oh, okay, so if that's, is that garlic spicy? Is that hot sauce spicy? Is that pepper spicy? And give them a little bit of a heads up. The other thing, you know, adding to the list here is the amount that you bring. Uh, one thing that we haven't talked about is that I've been to events where, like, somebody brings, we have a, a friend of ours who puts on a barbecue in the summer. And he's like, bring something to put on the grill. Mm-hmm. All right. We have those that bring, you know, four pallets of, you know, beef rib mm-hmm. steak and it feeds the entire world. And then you got these other friends that bring like one little two by two piece of salmon, mm-hmm. and it doesn't even feed them. Right? They right. eat everybody they else half of it. You know. Yeah. Oh, so socially unacceptable. Are, come on, <laughs> unacceptable. Ask your food monger, your butcher. I'm going to have a dinner party, or I'm going to a dinner party of about thirty people. Or so I probably want to serve maybe ten. What yeah. do you recommend? And they will tell you right. They'll tell you how much you bring. Or you can ask your personal chefs. I'm sure they're glad to help you. <laughs> That's a great yeah. Um, one of the things you don't want to do when you're coming up with food to a social event is be named the cheapskate in the room. Yeah. Oh, yes. You will never, ever, ever no. live it down. Because typically what happens in social settings is people drink wine and other things, and you become the butt of the joke for the night. Yeah. Yes. And if there's one thing that people will remember, drunk or not, is when you screw something up. So, <laughs> reduce your risk. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, for interactive dinner parties, which have become the rage when people show up, can show up and um, show off their favorite dishes, I think everybody has at least a handful of recipes that have been handed down from their grandparents, their mother, you know, maybe their, them and their, their dad got together and they finally perfected a recipe. Um, it's like my college student, and it's kind of a joke, he uh, helped me perfect a, a Cosmo. We spent two and a half years perfecting this Cosmo. Yeah, so two very, very, very two and a half I don't years. Know about that. Yeah, no, not Who's even. Brett? A, <laughs> Brett, can you help us out? Two and a half years. Not even a, a joke because you know your typical um, Cosmo at that time had cranberry juice, and I didn't mm-hmm. like that. So we went through all these different juices, and then all the different types of things that you could put in the back. So I was really trying to make something special. Um, you, but you want to make sure when you're doing this, when you're setting up this kind of impressive. Uh, progressive party that you're really clear with um, the menu set up because like we were talking about earlier if you know the theme of the dinner is European and um, you bring bring yeah I was going to say you bring a hot Mexican plate try before I I know just you were talking about doing Cosmos I mean I'm guilty of just doing a baked chicken, baking it over and over and over. I was doing a competition. I was doing a uh, uh, leg of lamb, mm. and I like, oh, I'm sorry, lamb way. chop over it. and over again. And finally, you know, Valeria, she's like, "Okay, I'm can done. we do something else? Can we do something else? Mm-hmm. You know." Well, Pre- and, and I, well, I was, was my point was try it first at home. Dinner party is not a event that you want to try. Your I just saw it in Bon Appetit. I'm yeah. gonna try it. 
practice first, please? Yeah, try just, it first. Just a little bit. Well, and the, the other thing to remember, when you're doing, you're going into a dinner party, everybody's food is supposed to complement. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be an experience yes. shared by yeah. many. And if you do something that takes you outside of that, you know, you may think that it's only affecting your plate, but really you're you're affecting the plate after you or, or the enjoyment of the plate before you if it has a bitter taste or something that doesn't quite jive. Um, so just kind of be aware. And again, if you're not sure, we have so many resources at our fingertips. If you don't own a computer, you can go to the library and utilize a computer. You yes. can spend an hour on the computer at the library, and the amount of information that you can learn will literally blow your head There's right off. Over there, you know. <laughs> I mean, your smartphone. Most people even have a smartphone mm-hmm. now. You can like it's a little bitty screen, but just take your time and you oh, can yeah. go through and, and research. Tons of software out there too. Especially, I use a software called MasterChef, mm-hmm. and put in different recipes in there. I've tried all kinds, and this is the easiest one because people think, "Oh, I like one that's got all inclusive." It's like you know, when you're in a hurry and the, the and the laptops in the other room, you're not going to go back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that's where your phone gets in place. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with that. Anybody have any other hot little tips? Um, I really like the you talked about labeling the hot and, and spicy, but I tend to like to label everything just because so many people have food allergies or uh, other. That's a really good point. Good yes, point. this has nuts. This has strawberries. Absolutely. Yeah. So I tend to. I mean, my parties are small enough that I just tell people when they're there. But I think that's a really great tip. Um, I also I had a question for you, Kristen. And we talked a little bit about cocktails. So do you do any sort of Healthy, healthy cocktails. Yeah, it's it's a recent uh, actually development. I mean, I do not like mixers. I don't like the uh, the, the jars. Sugar. Yeah, oh, sugar. Exactly. It's way too sweet for my taste. So I stick with all natural. I use uh, stevia or honey as a mm-hmm. as a sweetener. And um, I actually have a healthy girl margarita. So I can pass on the recipe nice. too. Oh, awesome. Very easy. It's just lots of. Fresh actually, I think lunch. we should just have you come on to another I show, and we'll good. feature we'll feature healthy mixed drinks. Absolutely, <laughs> I'd love to. It's it's uh, something I'm dabbling in happily every Oh, wonderful! <laughs> I love that. Lots you know, of fun. one of the reasons on those drinks that taste good between a simple syrup and a muddled mm-hmm. sugar is that the muddled sugar you actually get more of the caramelized flavor of the sugar. It's not broken down when you add it with water and you bring it to a boil. That's simple syrup, by the way. Oh. Equal parts. Yeah. We had a beautiful mojito in uh, New Orleans that the guy, he, I'm, I'm a mojito, I like mojitos, but mm. he's like, he takes the sugar and he's muddled in there and he throws the blackberries and mm. the lime and we're like, you know, it's a rum, beautiful rum. It's just gorgeous. And we taste it and you're like, whoa, yeah. this is different. Yeah. And that's what it was. It's just the sugar. It's not broken down. It's broken, you know, it's muddled into the actual. Wow. It's very nice. Oh, we're going to have way too much fun this summer. (laughs) (laughs) Food and wine, here we go. It's the same thing with the flan. It's like, you know, when you put the, when when you make a flan, you've got the caramelized uh, sugar on the bottom, and then you put the egg product and you cook it. Yep. The sugar and the egg protein break down. I like, yeah. I like, that's really good. I know. (laughs) Okay, I'm getting hungry. So many events coming up. Uh, Well, quickly, quickly, Pop Chips, a socially savvy favorite, delicious, all natural, healthy. That's Pop Chips. When they said it couldn't be done, they raised the snack bar. Thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping the fake and um, the, the fake, fake the stuff fat. and the fat out of um, the product, just like your typical fried chips. 
They have mixed bags at the grocery store, folks. Yep, they have there. 10 flavors. Sweet potato fries ones are awesome. The sweet potato, we had those last, I think, last week or the week before. But you can find them at nearly every grocery store out there now. Uh, today, we have been dabbling with the Parmesan garlic, and I believe it's the jalapeno. Jalapeno one. Jalapeno. We like the Thai Jalapeno on a seek. They're really, really good. So Actually, we did a comparison real quick on that. That these are actually better for you because they're almost uh, one third less fat by uh, serving. Yes. When you eat it. And these ones too. You know what I really like about these? The presentation is so much nicer. If you have to bring a bag of chips, grab mm-hmm. a really nice bowl, do these, and and a dip. And you, I mean, for it's a super quick finger. fast year, it's a great finger food, and it's going to have a nice presentation. Well, it doesn't leave on your finger when you eat these other chips, and you have it, and you're like, you're you have like, a grease ball on your yeah, finger. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, some of our um, fun events coming up. Be sure to check our Facebook page for um, the social events that are coming out through the week. Jason and I are constantly updating our personal pages as well to let you know what's going on. But a couple of fun ones this week. We have Tuesday, May 8th at the Westin in Seattle from 6 p.m. to 8.30. Please join um, our events chair, Marshall McReal and John Friedman, in support of Providence Senior and Community Services Providence. for Providence O' Christmas Trees. Enjoy wine tasting from William Church Winery, Dusted Valley Vineyards, um, Willis Hall, um, Pondera Wineries. There's several others there as well. Um, featured seasonal hors d'oeuvres by the Westin and an entertainment by the Haggis Brothers. Um, yes, very good event. Admission is one of the following. Purchase at least $50 worth of wine from the participating wineries donating or bring something special from your personal seller valued at $50 or more. Okay. These are the types mm-hmm. of events that we at Socially Savvy love to chat about because the, socializing is one thing. Mm-hmm. And when you do it right, it, it's a fabulous experience. But when you can tie in socializing with a great cause and you know just taking the bar up one more time, it, it's so much fun. Yes. So much fun. Okay, Jason, what do we got next? Oh, May 11th at 5 p.m. till May 12th at 4 is uh, Ruffles and Rusted Vintage Market to Inspire. And so we're going to be over the, at the Evergreen State Fairgrounds in Monroe. Not Monroe. 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 Join them on the fairgrounds there for Springs Hooray, celebrating uh, your romance of all things vintage, handcrafted, and fun. That's going to be Friday, May 11th. Uh, You've got to be down there. Monroe's got a really neat place to go over there. So if you haven't been there, try it. Uh, they've got pre-purchased tickets for $20, and they go on sale now. Uh, till May 10th, $30 at the door. Uh, so if you're thinking about going, buy it now. And so it's called the Ruffles and Rust Vintage Market. If you're somebody who's like in into all the hobby type of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, this is just a fun one. Everybody talking about local farmers, these are all the, the low key, local hobbyists who are showing off the, the things that they've worked oh. all winter long, how they kept themselves busy in the, the dark days. Which is <laughs> kind of funny, you know, vintage inspired. But you can go to their website, www.ruffles and... Rust. What does it say? Rust. Ruffles and Rust. No, Rust Square. No. Ruffles and Rust Square. Square dot com. Yes, Ruffles and Rust Square is a location What's that they have about? a they have a physical location that they work out of year round. But they put this event on to bring more people in. Very That's very nice. fun. Saturday, May twelfth, from eleven a.m. to two p.m. is Fem City. They are inviting you to a luxury brunch and professional headshot session Go for it. at Francis Anderson Center, seven hundred Main Street, Edmonds. Um, you're it's gonna. Important if you need your headshot done, they'll it do it is. for you. In the business world, the image you portray can either make or break you. You know what a headshot is? A headshot is when yes. they take a shot of the shoulders up. Yes. It's and the ones that are on all the real estate cards and all the. 
You yeah, know. don't try to do it yourself. That doesn't work. No, doesn't work. professional photographers have a tendency to get your better side. Yeah, trust better me side. on that one. You need that help. Fem City and Northwest Women's Business Centers invite you to um, refresh your headshot. They'll be providing makeup artists, hairstylists, accessories, and wardrobing, as well as a luxury brunch. Professional photographer Jennifer McKinney will be working with each woman to capture and provide a stellar headshot. They're ruffling off items to benefit domestic violence services at Snohomish County. We're going to be finishing up here with uh, Plan Ahead. One of the best ways to check out everything is go to WoodenvilleWineCountry.com to find out what's happening in the wine world. They'll tell you about wine tasting classes, um, concerts, everything that's going on over here. It's fabulous. We want to take a moment to thank our sponsors, Apex Alder Ridge here, uh, Prada Candy, Dr. Dennis Gross, um, Cosmetics, Valentina Fragrances, Sweet Talk Wipes, Bellevue Nordstrom's Cosmetics, Cascade Ice, Pint Bars, Pop Chips, and Jess at Bellevue 7 Salons, as well as Seattle Wine Exchange. We thank ha- you. want to thank our fabulous Sonora and Kristen and George over there. We are going to head out. We're going to have ourselves a socially savvy little evening and enjoy some wine tasting, some fabulous music. So everybody else, have a great week. Take care. Thank you. Bye.